And the Bible says in verse 1, Psalm 1, be happy. Happy is the one who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But that one is the delight is in the law of the Lord and in the law of God. That happy one meditates day and night. The happy is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither. In all that the blessed one does, he or she prospers. God, we are eternally grateful for this time of worship. Grateful, O oh God, for all that our eyes have seen and our ears have heard thus far in this worship service. Thank you for our children and for their ability to lead us in worship. Thank you, God, that you have taught us that unless we become like one of these little ones, we'll miss the kingdom of God. We won't see it. We won't understand it. God, they gave us their best praise. We laughed, we enjoyed it, we had fun, but they gave us their most sincere praise. They rehearsed their verses, they rehearsed their notes, and they gave us their best. And sometimes, God, when we give you our best, and our best is not perfect, yet as a perfect God, you love us perfectly through our imperfections. So we come to stand in this place today to say to us, to the adults, to all of us, children included, that if we're going to trust you, we can't worry. We ought to be happy. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. One of the things that I admire about the Psalms is that these ancient songs have a lot of theology in them. That means they make sense about God. They talk about God. And they talk about how God interacts with people. The Psalms are not just uh, little verses that we read over their songs. And songs is a wonderful way of getting theology ingrained in people. What you want people to learn about God, uh, you give them a song about it. As, 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 as uh, children, we learn the books of the Bible by learning a song. We learn uh, the, you know, our prayers by singing it. You know, the, uh, Our Father who art in heaven, we sing it as a little song. We can learn a lot about God, about the church through song. And that is what the ancients uh, decided to do. Psalm 119, it is written in alphabetical order. Uh, it is a, the longest psalm in the Bible, but yet a song that really each section is one of the letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Why? Because if you remember, you go from A first, and then you go B, and then C, and, and you, just, you just, you know, you can learn a lot by singing. That's simply my, 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 my point that, uh, as a matter of introduction. And so these, this psalm, this first psalm is a psalm that talks about the blessed man. When I learned it as a child, it was blessed is the man. 
who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Uh, we don't memorize scripture these days like we used to when we were children. When you were a child, you had memory verses. How many of y'all remember going to church and you had a memory verse and you had to remember what that verse was all week long? You memorized it. As a child, we used to have to learn the whole psalm, Psalm 1, Psalm 23, Psalm 27, Psalm 51, Psalm 91, Psalm 100, Psalm 133. If you didn't learn them Psalms, you got whipped. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. For learning those Psalms. Why? Because those songs have a way of guiding you. Those songs have a way of teaching you. These songs have ethical lessons in them. These songs have lessons that if you take them outside of church, they will work for you. They will help to strengthen you. They will help to guide you. It's nothing like when your loved one is transitioning and you're able to quote, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Come on, y'all know these are songs that you sing. Amen. You sing them in church, but they have lessons. And when you're going through a tough time, you need to have a song that will take you through. Amen. It's sad these days when, when you go to folks' homes and someone, especially a young person, has died like what is their favorite scripture so that we can read it as part of their homegoing celebration and folk don't even have a psalm that they have memorized come on y'all everybody ought to have a psalm that you memorize a song about God amen and so Psalm 1 is one of those songs that I love because uh, Psalm 1 is one of those songs that uh, when you look at the lessons in it it is not just for church, but it's for outside of church. It's not just for children, but it's for outside of children. And, and, and maybe if we just look at a few of the lessons from Psalm 1 today, amen, uh, we can leave here a better people and certainly uh, do better work when we live out of here. The psalm begins with the words, blessed is the man. Amen. It really is an explanation. It starts emphatically. Oh, happy. That's where the way I got happy. It's like, oh, happy is the one. Come on. In other words, you want to be happy? Follow the instructions of the psalmist. You want to you wanna have happiness in your life? And uh, in addition to joy, follow the instruction of this song. It says, happy is the man. Anybody in here want to be happy? Come on now. You want to be happy? I, I can say to you, don't worry. Be happy. But then I got to turn around and teach you what it takes for you to be what? Happy and not Worry, amen. Uh, you can't worry and be happy. Uh, worrying, uh, it'll drain you. Worrying, uh, uh, it saps the strength out of you. Worrying can take you to a point of depression. Worrying can make you mentally ill if you worry too long. Come on, y'all. And there's a threshold that when you cross that threshold with, with mental illness, it is hard for you to come back. And so the very first song in the ancient songbook tells us, don't worry. Come on. In other words, it, it's a command. I want you to be happy. 
Be happy. Come on, I'm commanding you today. Be happy. Well, how uh, do you be happy? Number one, you you got to shun bad company. You can't you can't be blessed and have bad company. Come on, y'all. You you got to watch who you hang out with. You got to watch who you turn it up with. Come on, you got you got to watch. He says, uh, "Blessed is the one who does not walk in the counsel of." The wicked walk is a metaphor for live. Come on, you can't, you cannot live off the advice of wicked people. Come on, y'all. And we don't like to call folk wicked these days. But when somebody devises evil plans, when somebody shares evil counsel with you, when somebody always seeks to tear down folk rather than build them up, then it is evil. Come on. The work of labeling people without getting to know them, it is evil work. Come on, y'all. I'm trying to put my finger on something. Come on. It is evil to make jokes about your brother's and sisters who are otherly uh, oriented uh, when you worship with them in church but then make jokes outside that's evil y'all come on y'all uh, when we say stuff like uh, if Hillary was just a man you know she would have won this election come on y'all. why can't the woman win it on her own merit and her own integrity come on you got to be careful how we encourage people to live their lives Based on evil counsel. We don't like to name sometimes our own families. Who give us evil counsel. Look at this. I'm I'm just preaching right out of the Bible. I ain't going to keep you long today. But it says they do not live off the counsel of the wicked. Some of us got wicked family members. Come on y'all. They're wicked. They're wicked. They're just wicked. I did that. Come on, they wicked, y'all, y'all, y'all. Come on, I, I ain't saying they wicked just because they drink or because they high. No, they destroy the good in you. Come on, they destroy. You see them coming, and you know they are going to cause you pain. You pick up the phone to call them, and you know the advice that's coming from the other end of that telephone will mean you no good. Do you no good? The psalmist says, if you wanna be happy. You got to shun the advice of wicked people. All of us around here got some wicked folk in our family. All of us got some wicked friends. Come on. All of us got some wicked associates we work with. Come on, y'all. Uh, uh, and if you want to be happy, you got to shun the advice, you got to cut them off. Like, you can't talk to me, especially if you pumped up and you're doing something positive with your life. You got to learn how to cut off the counsel of wicked people. I can't talk to you today. Uh, I might talk to you next week, but I can't talk to you right now because right now... I'm working on something, come on, that's positive. I'm working something that I don't have mental energy to spend on you. 
Oh my God, I'm, I'm making my life better. It ain't that I ain't gonna never talk to you, but right now, it's gonna cost me too much emotional energy to talk to you right now. If I talk to you right now, you're gonna derail me. I'm on track. I'm going somewhere. I am pursuing being happy. And if I stop to get advice from you, 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 you can't take advice from wicked people. And the way you know it's wicked is when they offer it to you, but they won't take it themselves. Come on, that, that's how you know. Come, come, come on, y'all. It's when folk want to give you medicine for you to drink. I like, oh, well, you drink it too. Whatever you want me to do, you ought to be, if it's good for you, Come on, y'all. And there's nothing like taking advice or taking medicine from folk who ain't never been through what you're going through. Come on, my God. Oh, uh, you know, come on, come on. You ain't never been married, but you won't tell me how to stay married. Come on now, yeah. It's a whole lot of negotiating that takes place between a husband and a wife. And what done we done worked out, you with your single self ain't got no idea of what we done worked out. So some Sometimes you got to tell folks, stay on up out of my. If you're going to be happy, you got to cut off crooked counsel. They're crooked because they won't take their own medicine that they want to give to you. Come on, y'all. Single focus, the same thing, you know. If you single and somebody else, you know, even in the you flip the whole thing. You know, married folk done made a whole bunch of, you know, unwritten arrangements. That's how they stay married. And you, you, you come on, a whole lot of unwritten stuff can't write it nowhere. Cause you, you, <laughs> yeah, and then they telling you don't do this. And they come on, walk where I walk. <laughs> That's what you ought to tell them. What? It's okay for y'all to have these great conference themes, single and satisfied. Oh God, and when the married people planning the single and sanctified and satisfied conference, come on. It's like, do you know what it means to be single these days? Do you know what the pool of eligible marriages look like? Come on, my God. Good looking and broke. Come on, my God. Got money and crazy. Come on. Uh, if you're gonna be happy you got to watch who you take counsel from lord have mercy he does not walk in the counsel of the wicked not stand in the way of the sinners. Y'all see it right there. You can't, you can't take advice from them. You can't stand in the way of sinners. Meaning you can't. Listen. All, I, I, I got to keep me a few sinner friends. Y'all, all of us, are, everybody, in our, everybody in your circle can't be saved. <laughs> uh, because because something, it's something about me having some street cred friends. 
Some friends who can tell you what your saved and sanctified selves are. Uh, don't do that, fool. Because if you do that, you're going to get gotten. Come on, my God. Uh, that ain't a regular phone call. That ain't a regular text. When they text you like that, they got intentions. Come on, y'all. It says, does not stand in the way of the sinners. Amen. But you can't have all your friends around you be sinners. You got to have some folk who are godly. Speak godliness into your life. Ask you, what do you think God would have you to do in this situation right here? Come on, y'all. Every now and then, we ought to be able to call up some godly friends. If you want to be happy, you're like, right now, I'm going through a tough time. I need somebody to pray with me. Somebody to help me lift my head up. Somebody to remind me that I'm a child of God. And that no weapon. Somebody can call up some scriptures for you. Come on, y'all. It's one thing for you to have friends who know all the top ten are and be on the top 10 hit songs but it's another thing when you got a friend who can stop by and tell you come on let's encourage yourself in the Lord come on when somebody to stop by and tell you don't wait till the battle is over shout now come on somebody who can pull up some scriptures and tell you oh my God he who dwells in the secret place of the most high God that they shall have angels set to watch over them all your friends can't be wild and crazy. Somebody ought to be able to speak the truth into your life. Somebody ought to be able to tell you, come on, you're messing up now. Come on. Somebody ought to be able to tell you what you're doing is not of God. That thing is going to have disastrous results at the end. Come on. I know y'all friends, and I know you used to run the streets together. You used to freak together. But even right now, you need somebody who can tell you in your face that thing ain't going to end well for you. Because it ain't no God in it. Come on. You need somebody... Somebody who can tell you the truth. That's how you can be happy. Come on, y'all. Somebody who can tell you, look, you done moved to Nashville. Amen. You moved here from up north. One of them up cities up north. You done changed your laundry match. Amen. You done found you a cleaners down here. Found you a new grocery store. Amen. Everything ain't right about that grocery store, but you keep going there to buy the goods. Amen. You done found you a new mechanic down here. You done found all the new stuff. Why don't you have a church home? And like, why don't you have a church home? So, somebody in your circle of friends ought to be able to tell you, you need a church home. You need a place where you can be grounded. And, and don't talk about all the church folk are hypocrites. You want to. Come on, my God. You might as well. If you're looking for a perfect church, you ain't going to never find one. And if you found one, when you showed up, you make that perfect church imperfect with your imperfect self somebody tell you the truth about yourself I tell folk all the time Renita Weems is my wife 
I tell my daughter that. I tell everybody that. She my wife. Amen. And you can't come to my house and want to talk to me, but don't want to fool with my wife. Amen. You ain't going If you come to the house, you got to find her. She don't come out when guests. You got to ask. Come on. It's manners. Tell somebody it's good manners. When you go to somebody's house, where's your wife? Amen. Uh, and just say good morning. Oh, good evening. Oh, hello, Reverend Nita. We know you're inside there, but uh, somebody say hello, Reverend Nita. Amen. Why? It's, uh, see, if you come to my house and you want to fool with me but not my wife, then you can't come back to my house. Amen? In the same way, uh, the church is the bride of Christ. The church is married to Jesus. Jesus married to his church. So you can't say you don't like his cantankerous wife, but you want him. Come on, my God. You need somebody who's going to tell you that the wife of Christ is cantankerous, but that that's his wife. I don't care if she don't smile as much as I do. That's my wife. And if you come to my house, come on, you got to respect what? My wife. That's right. Tell me when to stop and I'm going to stop, okay? Two more minutes. Amen. I love this psalm. It's my favorite psalm. It don't stand. <laughs> it won't put your weight on it. <laughs> this old Baptist, put your weight on it, Doc. Put your weight on it. <laughs> you can't have bad company and be happy. That's, that's, that's all I want to talk about today, Lynn. You can't keep bad company. And be happy. Whether they give you advice, you got to cut off the advice of wicked or crooked people. Amen. You cannot stand in the way of sinners, right? And then you cannot sit in the seat of the scoffers. Scoffers is folk who, they laugh at stuff. They jeer at stuff. Amen. At serious stuff, they laughing at it. You understand me? You can't scoff. Sometimes, you know, you see people in church, you know, everybody, you know, there's a group of us, we go over by my sister's house and we, uh, uh, you know, we, we joke about stuff that happened in church. People do this, do that, blah, 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 you know what I'm saying? But there's a place, come on, y'all, where you can't laugh at you know, serious stuff. You know, we got a certain person around you. We waiting on the Holy Ghost to fall on him. Amen. Because when the Holy Ghost fall on him, because see, she always, you know, looking around to see who the Holy Ghost is falling on. But one of these days, the Holy Ghost going to grab her. And when the Holy Ghost grab her, you know, then we're going to be able, we're going to shout with her. <laughs> yeah, but then we're going to, uh, uh, we're going to get you afterwards. <laughs> But my point is, there are some things, there are some things in the church that you, that that it ain't it ain't it ain't to make fun of. 
come on, they, they scoff at stuff that ain't, it ain't, it ain't funny. It's, it's serious. Come on, my God. When, when you see somebody submitted to the move of God and see somebody under the anointing of God, come on, it ain't, you're supposed to cover them in that moment rather than call up their faults in that moment. When, when you see somebody immersed in the spirit, engulfed in the spirit, and I, I make all of my funny faces and stuff like that, and I dance out of step. Come on, my God. It, it ain't under scoffing. It is something that you celebrate, and you can't be happy. Oh, my God. And you're always making fun of other people's. You got to be happy. If you're happy for him, you can't sit around. And she says to sit in the skeet cedar's coffers. There's some folk, that's all they do is sit around and make fun of folk. Sit around and complain. Uh, you know, you can decide. Whether you want to be a consumer in worship or whether you want to be a partner in worship. Come on. And there's a difference. Consumers complain all the time. This ain't right. And did you hear the praise team? They weren't harmonizing. Did you hear the drummer? He was a little off today. Did you hear the organ player over there? He didn't crack it up loud enough. When were you going to start singing? Come on. And when are you going to start harmonizing? Oh, come on. The children. Did you hear them? They were still reading off for papers. They should have been rehearsed. Well, why didn't you get your happy hips up out of your house and come and help the children uh, do better? Come on, that you can't be among the consumers who only want to pull from the church, use from the church, critique the church, but you never give to the church. Come on, y'all. Oh, I don't like the color. Well, forget what color it is. Do you have some money to change the color? They are consumers. They take up space. Come on. Very soon, we ain't going to have enough chairs in this place. Oh, I wonder, you know, uh, there's some churches, that ain't going to happen here, but there are some churches where, you know, they're special, they're VIP sections, you know. Y'all know a few of them churches around here, they got VIP sections. And VIPs are the persons who give a lot of money. Oh, that is a lie. Straight from the pit of hell. Because everybody in the house of God is a VIP to God. Come on. So if we're going to have a VIP section, then the whole church got to be a VIP section. Because I don't care what I've been through last week or this morning. When I come into the house of God and I lift up my holy hands and I praise God, I am a VIP in the eyes of God. I am very important person in the eyes of God. But I wonder what would happen if we save seats just for folk who are willing to partner 
and not just complain. I wonder how many people are going to, you know, can, can say with integrity, I pay for the seat that I sit on. I pay for the music that I hear. That's when you're consuming. You, you, you don't pay your way. Come on, you call them. In Trinidad, I would say you're mooching. <laughs> you're mooching. You're mooching. You're mooching. What's the old American term for mooching? Mooching. Y'all say mooching too. Amen. And at the older young folk, they're like mooching. We don't know nothing about mooching. Amen. Uh, come on. What's y'all's young people term? Uh, freeloading. Yeah, yeah. You freeloading. Uh, you just, you go, you long for the ride. Come on. You can't be happy. And if you're not going to pay your way, don't complain about the music, but you won't show up for rehearsal. Come on, y'all. You want better music? Come on. You got gift. You got talent. Come on and be a partner. Come on and be happy. Come on, y'all. I don't like everything about church. But church is where I am the happiest. Can't y'all tell? I get happy when I come to church. I don't like all the people in church. I'm telling you the truth. Oh, but I come to church anyway. Why? Because when I come into his presence and I lift up my holy hands and I call on the name of my God, my God has a history of showing up and showing out and doing more for me than I ever expected. That's why I love to come into his presence. I give because God has given to me so much. How many of you, look, come on, seriously, I, I'm going to sit down and make one more point. How many of you look back over your life and your life has turned out better than expected? For real. Your life has turned out better than expected. Listen to me right carefully. If your life has turned out better than expected, better than expected, you won't celebrate that. If right now you're going through a season and you can't see how in spite of the season that the larger picture in other words there's the micro level and then there's the macro level the micro level all the little detail and sometimes them details be fuzzy and crazy but the macro narrative is that God has been so good to you so good so good God has been so good if you're in church today and on the micro level all the lines ain't lining up in your life you ain't happy you're not happy Too many things out of whack. Chaos. If you're here today, this is not about joining church. I want you to leave here happy. If you came to church today 
want you to leave here with a blessing on your life. And you're willing to do the work of cutting off bad company, bad counsel, the advice of the wicked. You won't stand with the sinners. You won't get involved with this president and treat people the way that the, the, the president of this country is a child of God. But he does a lot of wicked things. We ain't laughing at people who are running for their lives. We're not, that's not funny. You don't make jokes and fun out of people who can't stay in their country because they will be executed. Heads cut off. Huh? Come on, y'all. We can't laugh at the Puerto Ricans who still do not have electricity after a whole year. That ain't funny. People in California running from their homes, fires engulfing your whole house, gone, nothing left, just like that, right? And when you strategically slow up money because you know California is a state that you will never get them to support you, come on, y'all. When you made New Orleans suffer, right? Calling people in their own home refugees. Ain't nothing funny about that. Come on, y'all. You have to think locally and globally as well. If we're going to be the church that Jesus Christ is proud of. You can't laugh about that. Black people, white people, Asian folk, brown folk, everybody running out away from the fire. We got to pray for everybody. Everybody. Look, life throw you some things like that. But the first group of people I want to invite to meet me at this altar for a moment of prayer. We didn't keep you long today. You came to church today. And you ain't happy. You're not happy. You're not acting like a blessed person. You're still letting folk get in your ear. Listen to me. Right? Wicked people. You're still honoring the advice of wicked people. They're still in your ear. And you're messing up. We were in church. I'll tell you another word. You're messing up. Yeah. You want to fix it today. Meet me at the altar. That's my first group of people. You ain't happy. You ain't happy. Meet me at the altar. Come on. This ain't about joining church. You can be already a man. I want to pray for you. That you get people out of your ear. That you won't stand in the way of sinners. And you won't laugh at stuff. That ain't funny. Come on, meet me at the altar. You ain't happy. That's all. You ain't happy. You ain't happy on your job. You ain't happy. Hey, I ain't telling you leave your job. I ain't telling you leave your spouse. 
I ain't telling you nothing there. I, all I say, you ain't happy. And the reason you ain't happy, people been in your ear. They're in your ear. You can't get that demon out of your head. Meet us at the altar. Come on. The rest of you, you happy. Come on, stand with me. If you're happy, stand up. You're all right. You got people in your life that'll speak words positive to you. When your head is down, they tell you, lift it up. Come on, meet me at the altar. You want prayer? Meet me at the altar. We're going to take care of church membership after. But if you want, you're happy. You, wanna, you want to be happy. You got some things you're working on. And you can't do it on your own. Bless you today.